Obsessions. <laughs> that's the jingle right there. That's our new Fuck jingle. It. Yeah, that's, we'll make up a jingle for him. We don't got to do an ad. Let's no, it's the year sound. 2012. Mm-bop. 2012. And you know what happens in 2012? We get rid of all the fucking wires. That's what happens in 2012. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I've been I've been keeping up with... Look at with, this desk, though. Look at the, like, this. Shh, people don't see it. It's theater of the mind. People, okay, don't, right. people can't see these wires. All right. But um, just uh, to go over it again, uh, Sound Obsessions has what's known as Control 4, which is Control, control 4... Your home. Exactly. What does that mean exactly? It means that all the electronic devices, audio, video devices in your home can be integrated into one super massive audio visual experience. It's your house becomes like a an theater. experience. You're cooking like chicken fucking and it's like you're in the middle of Transformers 3. Lasers are going off. All of a sudden, some Pink Floyd just starts playing out of Dark Side of the Moon. Right? Yeah, probably cooking some weed there. <laughs> So cook out some crap. But no, they've got some great stuff. In fact, I mean, uh, honestly, um, you had a catastrophic failure this uh, this week, and if if Matt's help is any indication of how Sound Obsession's level of services, <laughs> you guys are in good hands. Seriously, That's right. Seven eight zero seven four three nine three nine nine just rolls oh, off is, the tongue, doesn't it? Does, it? That's a great. Just jingle. like Control Four will roll into your home. And just take care of Literally, the out of nowhere, it'll just you knock on your door. Ch- you don't have time to raise your children. Just get Control 4, and the kids can just do whatever they want. <laughs> Play with the house. The house will be their parents. Just put, like, I don't See, know, an apron around meaning, the television. There's new meaning to the term, your TV is the babysitter. Just put them in front of the Control 4 panel and just watch the show go on. Yeah, and, and you know what? Just like just like everything else with our generation, our kids are going to be super damn smart, and they're going to be like, why don't you have Control 4, Mom? <laughs> Fuck you, Mom. Why don't but you have Control, have control Control 4, I'm heading to Jimmy's house. If you don't want your kid to swear at you, you will get Control 4 through Sound (laughs) Obsessions. Because you know what? Kids are swearing earlier and earlier these days. Last, I just came in tonight, and Kingston, I could could have sworn, I I was taking a piss in your washroom, and I heard, fuck you, Tito, from the other room. (laughs) He just sensed your presence? Pretty much. A presence I've felt. If you had Control 4, you'd have a television in his room right now, streaming some Dora the Explorer. Or, what's his name? Diego? Diego, Dora, they're all the fucking same. Exactly. So... What we're trying to say is it's not it's not really a toy as it is a tool. It's going to help you. It's you know Holy shit, this weekend. Okay, this actually, we're going to get into it during during the podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast during right these now. holidays. During these holidays, I had to call Shaw Cable a fucking Christmas day. Why? Because my fucking Wi-Fi was conflicting with our router. And you know what? Then next thing I had to set up all my devices all over again. But you know what? If I had had Control 4, which you know I'm going to call Matt after this. <laughs> if I had set up Control 4, that would have taken maybe two seconds. Instead, it took my entire evening, and I didn't get as much turkey as I wanted. Like, to be honest here, like, the more we do promos for Sound Obsessions, the more I get, I'm actually thinking, like, like there's a lot in this daily life that they can just eliminate. Like, even my mom the other day was just like, you know, that what that, that place that you do on your ads and your podcast? Like, they can get rid of remotes, right? Because my mom has, like, eight remotes for their TV. Yeah. She wants to get rid of that. I told Matt, I said, call up Maddie. Like, one o'clock in the morning, call up Sound Obsessions. He'll show up. The, they'll, yeah, they'll come right to your door. Yeah. And install some control for it. So what's that phone number again, Todd? 780-743-9399. Sound Obsessions. Sales at soundobsessions.ca. Twitter at soundobsessions. Facebook.com slash soundobsessions. They're everywhere. They're all over us. They're all over you. Get in bed with Control 4. It's Control for For your your home. home. (laughs) Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised.
Welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, we haven't been alone at the Dining Room Table Studios in a long time. Well, we've both been very, very busy lately. I mean, uh, with Winter Play, the, the two events that we uh, helped host and uh, other such things that have been coming up on both fronts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but a lot of the news- last one that was me and you, I think it was... Uh, when I was going to cry here at the table about the no no it was fairly recently actually Christmas. did you ever did no we did one after that did you end up posting that one yet oh that's the one where we started talking about the the weight loss yeah yeah, yeah. Right. how's uh, that going along it's, uh, ever since Vegas like this last couple of days with me being sick uh-uh. no but, that's not an excuse uh, I hear you actually a friend uh, I'm going on the cleanse though starting Monday when I go back to work right uh, a friend of mine uh, her name Michelle Cormier hope she doesn't mind the name drop she's actually started doing uh, weight loss as well because she had a child recently yep. she bore a child an heir and uh <laughs> And so she, she's lose, she's starting to lose weight. But the thing is, like, you should li- you should read her blog. She's on my friends list, but she's documented everything, like measurements, all that sort of stuff. I need to find out what measurements. I have no. I gotta find out what else to fucking. I, I measure. sent you that link. I sent you that link where you could like inner cab all that stuff. I don't recall. Yeah. Send it like where Twitter, Facebook. Can I find it? Send it again. Okay. And I guess I'll, I'll send it again. Track it down. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Outside of that. Um, yeah. No. Not 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 much free time, and the countdown for me leaving the country for another week is da- coming down. So there's that, and I want to shoot a short, and yeah, it's just a lot of shit going on, both on both your end and mine, I suppose. But I don't know. Like, like to me, it's funny because uh, Ashley was talking about Xbox, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it totally went to like. I remember the days when I played Xbox. Yeah, that's how like busy we've been. That far. usually, usually we play. There's a new Xbox. map pack out for. Uh, well, Warfare yeah, because now that with the Call of Duty Elite, right? I don't know if I'm a fan of that because like they're asking you. Okay, I understand the logic. They they usually release three map packs with like a release of a video yep. game, right? So that comes to about sixty bucks. What they're asking for is like the sixty bucks up front. But now instead of releasing map packs every so month, it's like literally every week there's a new map being released or new shit. Oh, is that new, how it works? Yeah, yeah. So now it's consistent uh, material and it's more overall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that's like I said. I like it's been I think several weeks before Christmas that I've touched a fucking a controller. Yeah, and it I sucks because I still yeah me too because I, I haven't even touched Zelda yet. And I'm very yeah, upset I, th- about I that. think that's part of the reason why I'm so stressed out. I don't have any of that like stress relief. And like that used to be like a really good outlet for that sort of stuff. Yeah. Killing virtual. Things. Are, you, are you stressed out though? Like, do you find uh, oh yourself? yeah, I'm. I'm like an uh, like. I mean, all the da- all the data that uh, what's called. Uh, I thought I had lost with the the hard drive. Yes. I'm kind of restoring it now, and I'm catching up on some work that I need to get Don't done. Even tell so. me about the fucking hard drive. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, thanks thanks to Matt and some oh, of the sessions. Yeah. Oh, they saved saved my ass. Uh, it's awesome. He gave me a jump drive to restore my data with. Has he shown it to you? 
Okay, he's got he, he has a custom made a jump drive that he has, and what he did is he he gutted out an old Nintendo cartridge oh, and the that, connections yeah. there. It's fucking Super see it, Mario and Duck Hunt. That. Yeah, he told it's me it's pretty it. badass. So <laughs> thanks again, Matt. Yeah. I feel like April O'Neil's in in the first Ninja Turtles movie is like he's like a concerned citizen saved me. He's like so wherever you are, thanks, Raphael. <laughs> I think he's blushing. <laughs> I never said thank you. He'll never have to. Oh, pulls <laughs> off into the night. But it's been a rather uh, eventful February uh, for Fort McMurray, and we haven't, due to like some predetermined shows that we said we do, we never actually had a chance to sit down and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, there's been so a lot of stuff. Let's start right on. at the top, man. Uh, oh, you got the notes over there. Like, what's the date? Like, right off the bat, that fucking massive, massive fire. Parsons Creek. Oh, right. Yes, we didn't even cover that, did no, we? No, like that was because we did the the suicide show, right? <laughs> and then we did the we are not alone, and then we got into Chicago, and then all that other. Yeah. Okay. Stuff, so, so, so for the listeners that haven't followed, uh, essentially there was for the I, listeners that use the Wyman podcast for their source yeah. of news. Well, well, and, and <laughs> we actually, we'll, we'll we'll get into this a little bit later too, in terms of sources of news and what constitutes news and what constitutes entertainment in this day and age. Because uh, I mean, we okay. Who who read the who read an article in the new. Well, I'm, obviously, we're not going to answer. We read an article <laughs> I was in the newspaper. Is, is our phone like telling them what the results of the Oscars were? Everyone followed the Oscars on Twitter, mm. right? Is that news? Is that entertainment? Is it both? Right. Anyway, so what I was getting at is the Parsons Creek apartment fire. Apparently, February the fifth, I believe it was. Mm. Yeah, and so it was uh, that Sunday. I'll never forget it because I was sitting at work on night. Well, shows. I was hearing explosions and all that. stuff, Oh right? man, like it, it's like literally sitting there just on on Twitter. It was a slow night shift. What can I say? I was doing my regular patrols. Excuse me, and I just started hearing like all these not hearing, but seeing all these weird tweets about something just exploded in Timberley. Mm-hmm. Something just popped in Timberley. Like, so yeah. just, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And it's interesting how Twitter you can actually use Twitter to to kind of follow a timeline of an incident. Yeah, because like literally, and that can go plus or uh, plus or minus either way, like positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good way to get information, but it's a good way to get a lot of fucking bullshit too well like, and I mean? and that's that's uh I, that's good that you mentioned that because the thing is like i think the responsibility goes in the reader right yeah. the responsibility to decipher what is fact and exactly. what is fiction but like from my understanding is it was all basically the truth was in is somewhere in the middle right yeah. like my understanding is like something about fire exits not being up to code well it, from what i actually got uh in one of my jobs that i work with i actually work with a lot of uh of people involved in that industry. I don't really want to name them in particular. So I, I got some inf- inside information, whether it's true, whether it's not, I just find it's a more credible source than hearsay. Yeah. Uh, but it, essentially it's hearsay anyway. So I'll, I'll just tell you the story that I know. A Super Bowl Sunday night. Yeah. So obviously, you know, people getting liquored up, people having Super Bowl parties. Yep. This isn't confirmed, nor this is uh, like, this is all just speculation. But to me, it's a very powerful speculations because it's like oh nine times out of ten yeah i can see that happening mm-hmm. right but it has been confirmed that the fire started on a balcony right so all i'm pitching in my head now, is now, someone leaving the fucking barbecue on yeah exactly right? and that's i guess for those uh, those of our listeners that you know they're not familiar with forming worry but then again i mean this is a common occurrence in edmonton and in calgary as well people have barbecues on on higher level rise yeah. now this is actually news to me when i heard like apparently that's not allowed it's it, there was a bylaw that came out because like this is mm-hmm. not the first time an apartment building like you know the ones right on my street like the ones yeah, that used yeah. to live in there those went up a couple of years ago mm-hmm. I say a couple probably like ten years ago Z- right. exact same reason barbecue on a balcony fucking yeah. lit up so as I'm following this on Twitter like I'm seeing some of the residents post pictures and this looks fucking devastating mm-hmm. like literally unreal that being said I mean apartment buildings do burn differently than houses oh big I time. mean they're all set to basically you know well this one like a lot of the people like right off the bat like I must say kudos to the city like they did a 
a really good job. Like um, the Cole McTavish School, which is literally like right next, like not right next to it, but like literally only a block away. That was set up as the Evac Center. Mm-hmm. Um, the media was on it like one o'clock in the morning. Like it was, it seemed like it was a relatively controlled incident. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, very tragic. Well, everyone, everyone reacted appropriately. Well, right? as soon as like as some of the people, like anyone that's listening to this podcast, like just go on Google and just type in Fort McMurray Apartment Fire. Like you'll see some of these pictures. And you will look at these pictures and go, like, just like what I said. I said, there's no way in bloody hell that no one has heard in this thing. It's, it looks right. fucking possible. But kudos and to the fucking guys and kudos to, I guess, Lord himself or whoever you want to fucking thank. Mm-hmm. No one was hurt in this. And this, that's unfucking real. That's excellent. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, but apparently the fire started on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And everyone's already, like, as the incident... On which floor? Do you know? Or? I think it was, like, the second or third. It's only a four- or five-story building. Okay. So it's not a, it's not a huge, but it's definitely yeah, like, yeah. small by no means. The... Um, so yeah, the fire started on the uh, on the uh, one of the balconies, and it crawled up the outside of the building into the attic. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the day after, there's a lot of stories going around saying, "Well, why didn't the f- uh, sprinkler system go? The sprinkler system wasn't working. Why didn't the spring? Because it's a relatively new apartment building. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't the sprinkler system put out the fire? Why weren't the fire alarms going off? Because apparently that was another issue as well. Okay, but since the fire crawled up outside the building mm-hmm. and then into the attic, mm-hmm. there's no sprinkler system in the attic. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why would you put a sprinkler system in the goddamn attic? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Probably, in hindsight, maybe it's a good idea now. But, uh, so that's how the fire spread so quickly. And mm-hmm. by the time it worked its way down from the attic into the, into the top floor, a sprinkler, it's too widespread. Like, a sprinkler system's not going to yeah, knock, yeah. knock down a fire I mean, that big, uh, that if anyone, okay, uh, I guess people that aren't familiar with fire safety and such, sprinkler systems aren't designed to take out a fire entirely. Designed They're supposed to, to retard a fire and give you a path out. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so the story I'm getting uh, from some of the people that responded to the scene is actually quite heroic. And now uh, I make fun of a lot of the firefighters simply for the fact that I was one. I was involved in emergency response. Like when they when people say, "Well, wait, 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 are you calling yourself a firefighter?" Not really a firefighter. Emergency response. Oh, okay. Emergency okay. response. I was gonna say because you kind of slipped that in a little. Yeah, I, okay. I wasn't a firefighter. Okay. Thank okay. you for not letting me have that one. Okay. <laughs> Just, just making sure. <laughs> the, um, but when people say, when people involved with emergency service, they're like, "Yeah, I save lives for a living." Like, fuck no, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but there are times. Nine Eleven was a big example that yes, they, they will mm-hmm. go into the mouth of danger because that's simply their job. The story I'm getting out of this one sounds actually pretty heroic. Where the fact is, by the time the fire hall got on scene, which they weren't long, it's very close to the Timberley Hall, mm-hmm. uh, the attic was already fully engulfed. Right, and it's at that point that the commander on scene, which is usually the captain, mm-hmm. uh, either says yay or nay. Either says no, we'll go defensive. That means no one, right, was, right. No one was in the building. We'll fight for. And the they would side. be the best judge of that sort of or, thing. Dis- or go in. Yeah, their jobs are like I mean, whether or not you want some a firefighter to go in and save, but you know whoever's left in the building, yep. they're trained to assess situations so that they know yep. when uh, basically highest probability of success. Exactly, but it, it always comes down to a judgment call. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Does that person, with all the training he's got, it's his... No, of course, right? But he's got to think of his crew as well, right? No, absolutely. So the choice was either, okay, guys, let's go on the defensive, or, okay, guys, let's go in and start knocking on doors, make sure people are out. Right. He made the call to to go in. Yeah. So the stories I'm hearing, like I said, take it for what it's worth. Uh, The firefighters that went in was opening the door and kicking people out of bed that were still asleep with literally the attic above them fully Mm -hmm. engulfed in flames. So to me, that's 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 life safety. Like they're, they're yeah, sa- yeah. They're saving, I'm sure those people were so lives. grateful to be woken well, up in the middle like, of the night too. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh my god, how could someone sleep through 
a fire that's raging in their apartment. Uh, I remember in university, I slept, I slept through fire alarms. There you go. And and mainly because I just, you know, well, you, especially if you, you have a couple drinks, it's Super Bowl fucking night. Like, yeah, yeah. someone on meds. Like, yeah. It's very easy to sleep through this shit. Yeah, so. some people, so, I mean, it, 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 it's interesting. I remember there was like a study done about, um, it's actually not the sound of the alarm that sets you up, but the consistency of the alarm. So um, you can actually get climatized or climatized used to an alarm a tone. Yeah. It, uh, if it's, if it's, in a good enough, in enough of a pattern. Interestingly enough, um, a lot of alarm clocks, uh, whether it's intentional or unintentional, they change frequencies right before the alarm goes off. Have you ever had that an instance where you get up right before the alarm? Yeah. It's actually because your alarm clock, and, and they've actually proven this in a lot of cases, some older alarms, the way it works is like they, there's a kind of like a, a, an electronic hum that, that this electronic equipment gives. It's, it's barely like noticeable. white noise? Like- uh, no, not even white noise. It's just like, you know, like right now, if, if you were to shut everything off in this room and you would hear something like the fan of this computer yeah. going off. Same idea with these electrons. There's like a, a very low frequency hum that you don't even hear. But when it's about to go into alarm mode, like like the minute before it's about to go alarm mode, that hum changes frequencies. And, and for some people, that's enough to wake them up. And that will wake them up before the alarm goes off. That's got to be a light sleeper, though. Like, <laughs> Well, no, it's not about light sleeping. It's not about noise or anything. It's about... You're used to what a certain rhythm, to? and it, and it's abrupted. Now, the, the, on the same tone, some people through either through what they do in a day. Say, I think they they did the study with like uh, fluorescent lights. Mm. I guess the the hum of fluorescent light is very similar to the hum of what uh, a smoke alarm should be on yeah. certain uh, older older buildings. And they found in a lot of cases where they did these studies where types of alarms and how they work. Uh, yeah, sometimes people would sleep through alarms because, and they found the consistency was in, in the in the types of how they, where they worked and how those frequencies interacted with them in the daily basis. Would it be like, like to me, I'm a very heavy sleeper. Like I can mm. sleep through fucking anything. But yeah. there's certain things that'll wake me up, yeah. i.e. my alarm, that'll mm-hmm. wake me up and anything to do with Kingston. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's just something like when you and have maybe a, your condition, especially when you right? have a, new, yeah, like, like especially when you have a newborn, you're like, Mm-hmm. I don't want to sleep through. Well, interestingly enough, uh, um, I found I learned last year that apparently cats, cat, you know how they say cats meow in so many different dialects and all yeah. that stuff. Like they can, you know, they make so there's that that whole jo- joke where like dogs can only make three sounds, cats can make over two hundred. Never trust a cat or whatever, right? But um, that, but. apparently, well, it's I'm butchering it a little. But uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, what they found was did you uh, cats purposely change the pitch of their meows? in order to grab their owner's attention specifically. So almost like a child. And they say that children are the same way. Like their 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 coos or their crying yeah. will be pitched in a way so that the parent will automatically respond to it. It's almost like a, a weird instinctual thing. Well, but yeah. I, I can totally see that happening, right? Like yeah. It's, it's, so cats in order to annoy you to get what they want, like their food <laughs> or whatever, they will they will um, All right, let's give them the annoying whale today. Well exactly yeah, exactly. And and you know, you might be visiting friend, oh that cat's so cute. Meanwhile to the owner, that must be the most annoying sound yeah. to them because the cat actually wants something from yeah, that person wants, specifically. Oh the cat wants food or some shit. Yeah, exactly. The um but yeah, so like by the sounds of it, it sounds like the uh, the fire department really did help save some lives that day because, like I said, Google some of these pictures, guys, and you will see like this place like it didn't burn to the ground, but the yeah. top couple floors are fucking gone. You know, at the end of the like, day, wow. at the end of the day, though, it's just stuff. And yeah. it, I mean, my well, life is by far no, no, no. But I'm sure these people have insurance, right? Oh, I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, my understanding is like there was a lot of upset. It was something having to do with like a liability claim against the apartment managers or something. Apparently, like I said, the, the sprinkler system, contrary to what people are saying, the sprinkler system did go off, but the mm-hmm. reason why the fire spread is because it hit the attic and then spread. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you get a fire as big as an attic and that starts moving down to what it's burning, 
your sprinkler system isn't gonna isn't gonna put that fire out. Right. So like that was a, a misconception that everyone's like, the sprinkler system should have yeah, yeah, helped yeah. this, right? But apparently there's some truth to the fire alarms not going off, which mm-hmm. is definitely not a, a good thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, not too sure. Like I can't even speculate it because I'm just like I, I don't know. Like uh, go. I know the uh, woodbuffalo.ab.ca is uh, is the Fort McMurray official Fort McMurray City website. And um, they were releasing quite a few information. Like I said, this happened at the beginning of February. So, mm-hmm. uh, they, and they released details within that first week. But I haven't heard too much since then. And uh, I'm not too sure. I think that's where the liability was coming from. Oh, why didn't the fire alarms go yeah. off? And blah blah blah. Oh, like especially said, in this day and age where you got tool, social media tools, like yeah. this stuff perpetuates really quickly. Well, it was very interesting to or see this unf- sorry, it, unfold. Exponentially, on yeah, yeah. It exponen- Well, I mean, like again, we're getting into this whole thing where I mean, we're going into another election this year, and. You know, Twitter's going to be a, a big heavy hand, and it's yep. so interesting how tw- like the, the how Twitter has become such a a, a social media tool. Like, I, I you know you all oh, social media. It's more like it's almost like it feels like Twitter is like a chat room for the world. And I think what gave it gave it credence was the fact that celebrities were on are on it, yeah. right? So as such, you like the, you your main interest is interest, whatever, but you yeah. can. But your main interest is, your main interest is entertainment, but you can get news out of it, right? Mm. So, uh, so what are we talking about with the news and entertainment? That kind of interests me. We'll go into more. Well, later, it, I, I want to say. Well, it, I want to go into the GQ. Uh, the GQ All right, we'll save that for the end that, there. So. The um, but so like I said, it's it's a sheer fucking amaze that no one got hurt with this, and uh, is rather interesting because later on in the week. Um, I had uh, a friend of mine babysit Kingston while I did some mm. promos for our winter play events, and uh, I asked her. I was like, "Okay, how much do you want to? Uh, how much do you want to uh, get for a couple hours of, of how much for the night <laughs> per hour? What's your per hour?" She's rate? like, "I never kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't look me in the eye." Yeah. The um, no, she's she's. I was like, "How much to babysit Kingston for a couple hours?" She's like, "You know what." She's like, this is going to sound kind of stupid, but just hear me out. She's like, uh, I prayed a lot that night that the fire happened in, in the apartment fire that no one got hurt, and no mm-hmm. one did. So she's like, so just just pay it forward and consider this. Uh, this is just me saying thanks for listening to my prayers or whatever. Oh, that's so I, kind of sweet. Yeah, so, I, so that gave me an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay it forward. So You are aware that's a movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure that's not an original idea. Someone, well, no, someone pay it, wants, but pay it forward's been a, a phrase, been around a lot further than the movie. Are you sure? That's been around. The movie came out what, like late nineties, uh, mid nineties. This, I'm pretty sure this phrase has been around since. That's what the, the internet's beautiful. Eighteen hundreds. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, just pay it forward. So I was going down actually on uh, Steve Reeves uh, mix uh, 103.7 evening. You were going down on Steve Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> he has been on the show a lot lately. The um. So I was telling them, I was telling them about this. I was like, I kind of want to do an idea to help pay it forward. So in order to hype up our winter play event, uh, hockey shorts and puck bunnies, I said, you know what? For every, everyone that tweets a Gurner, uh, someone doing a Gurner face, or Gurner, mm-hmm. I guess it's not really called a Gurner face, I'll donate uh, some money mm-hmm. to uh, the victims of the uh, uh, Parsons Creek uh, apartment fire. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't forget. I haven't really mentioned anything after the after the event was held, because what they were supposed to do was tweet a photo of them doing a Gurner face, which is just a funny face. Yeah, I came in and on then, the eleventh hour on that yeah, one. Yeah, and yours was excellent, by the way. I was just getting up too. I'm like, what the? What is all this on Twitter? <laughs> the uh, yeah, they had to use the hashtag Totskin, hashtag Winter Play. You know, just trying to gain some support for our event and also try to uh, have a little fun because that's essentially all what it is yeah no no some of the faces are interesting so like I said I haven't forgot about it guys I'm actually going to do a blog post sometime this week 
and I'm going to be donating the amount, which I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, or I will find out it's going to be around 500 bucks All right now. to the uh, Salvation Army. All right now. Who are, are critical in these types of responses, right? They help out with food, clothing, shelter, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's coming out soon, so just check that out. Just wanted to say, I didn't forget about it. It's just been really fucking busy. So. Chiefskate. Chiefskate. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the, You're right, actually. I just looked that up on Pay It Forward. It's actually been used in, in uh, literature before in, in uh, different texts, like, as early as like 300 BC. So, so kudos to uh, Steve Reaver actually helped me with the idea. And uh, I just, like I said, I thought it was something fun. I thought it was something cool. And uh, yeah. kudos for Jessica actually for taking care of Kingston and giving me the idea. So good honor. Right on. No, that's, that's really cool. No, that, that's good. It's always good to, I mean, um, I, I'm not a religious person, whatever, but I do believe uh, me, that. Me, me neither. I, I do believe that like positive energy brings about positive karma positive a, a, a positive acts right yeah. so yeah yeah no that's that's really good and like i said i mean that's that's amazing that no one got hurt in that fire it is so. like i've seen those shots and even when the rcmp were saying no injuries i'm just like i'm gonna call bullshit right now because fucking mm. someone has to be hurt in that because that was just mm. unreal so like i said uh excellent job for the emergency response like police fire medical everything the hospital yeah, and at the uh, end kudos of the day it's just stuff right so at the end of the day like it, you're right it's it's everything can be replaced except for a human life so mm-hmm. and even pets too like a lot of the pets i heard a cut yeah and twitter played a pivotal role in yeah, that too a couple to went missing and people were hunting people de- punting animals down that way yeah and it worked so yeah, yeah. fucking excellent job uh, by all involved uh, it's funny because the day like that i was working night shift so, of course, being Curious Totsky, I had to roll up there coming home from nights just to kind of see the, the damage. Mm-hmm. So I, I found a side road because, of course, everyone's doing the exact same thing I am. So I found a side road that was away from it. It's, it's like the apartment's actually back onto like a storm storm pond. Yep. So I was on the other side of the storm pond, and I got to see the, the damage and fuck it was it was brutal right so i just tweeted the picture just said the aftermath but for some reason i keep main, um you watch trailer park boys right yeah. remember when uh his uh ricky's dad's trailer goes on fire <laughs> and he's like hey, just just leave me alone with my stuff guys and it's like the, literally the walls burned down and he's just sitting on, right. on like a bird yeah she's gonna sit <laughs> here and drink <laughs> the um it's funny though because like it seems that the incidents going on lately it seems like, I don't want to discredit journalists, but it seems journalists nowadays, all they do is hit up Twitter and ask people to use their pictures. <laughs> yes, actually, I saw that, that a lot of people were asking about that. And the thing is, like... They wanted to use the aftermath picture and... and but here's the thing. It's not different than what they were using, doing before. A lot of journalists would ask local pu- people, people in the public for... for it's just more... It's more of a public forum now, yeah. right? So it's more... Aware, we're more aware of what they're doing now, right? Because of the yeah. fact that they, there's now a, a, a social... It's not like... Uh, for example, normally what a journalist would have done in this situation is find a list of who lived in those apartments yeah. and then try to contact them individually to get those pictures or, or to get their, hear their or story something. or information. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just, oh, just go on Twitter and look at all these people that are posting shit. Right? Well, I posted that photo of the aftermath shot, like just when it's just kind of all steamy gray. It looks very gloomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a guy from CBC. <coughs> Sorry, guys. My throat is just killing me. A guy from CBC DM'd me and was just like, can we use your photo on the website? I'm like, sure. Do me a favor. Just credit whyimhimpodcast.com. <laughs> Who set the fire? <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, sure. No problem. I uh, just need your name. I was like, yeah, just Totsky. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what happened because of that would turn into like a 20 minute discussion about, well, no, no, I need your full name. I'm like, it's just Totsky just put full Do you know why, though, Totsky. right? Well, uh, it's something that I'm starting to get annoyed with now with the media. No, 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 no. There's a, there's, there's a legal reason for that. 
Because if it's your picture, mm. they need your full name. If you just give the first name and you post a picture and that picture wasn't yours, they have liability over the copyright of that uh. picture, right? So, so the reason they want your full name is yeah. for the protection of their comp- company that mm. if they posted that picture and it wasn't yours, legally they could say, well, that was Totsky Hillier. Yeah. And, and, you know, blah, 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 right? They, they, the, whoever, whoever owned that picture could go after you yeah. instead of them. Well, uh, ultimately I said, listen, use it. Credit Totsky or just credit the, the website, but I had mm. not giving you my last name, right? And just Buddy was just like, oh, why? I don't understand why. And it just went on further and further because of that, right? Mm. And, and like I said, uh, you make a good point, but I noticed like I'm doing media interviews lately too, like with the Today and that kind of stuff, like mm. doing our Winter Play stuff. I'm sure, Cher had the same problem. <laughs> she got over it though. Mm. So will I. It's all been enduring. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just rather interesting. Uh, like I said, it just because literally it was the apartment fire that Sunday, yep. and then the next Saturday was a fucking shooting downtown. Right. And this is, uh, I, I saw that, uh, and this sparked a lot of debate. Well, what I want to mention is actually Nolan Hawkness actually had an interesting post in regards to that. You know, like apparently, okay. So Nolan Hawkness post was basically about how at, when the shooting first happened, everyone just jumped to the conclusion that it had to have had something to do with Somalian gang, gangs, gangs, the gangs. Yep. Now the reason for that is because about a year prior there was an incident in Abyssin that actually had to do with Somalian gangs. A years and it, well, yeah, 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 and and ever since then, there's been a, a real uh, stereotype that's been perpetuated around Somalian Somalians and uh, gang violence in uh, in Fort McMurray in, in regards to um, uh, Somalian gangs. Now, why Somalians? The reason being because, um, as a lot of people have noticed, that we we do have a lot of Somalian immigrants in the community of Fort yeah. McMurray. Uh, a lot of them work in the transportation industry. And when I say that, I mean taxi drivers. We have yeah. a lot of Somalians taxi drivers. Now, Taxi. The, the the job of a taxi driver is not the best at <laughs> is not is not the most fun at the best of times, right? And it doesn't help that you know they they take the, they have the job of basically driving those the the drunks at the end of the evening, right? Mm. And of course, there's going to be altercations here and there. Oh, I mean, Edmonton annoying, Edmonton uh, Edmonton has a very infamous case. I think three or four years ago, where uh, basically a cab driver was murdered. Right. I remember that. Yeah, and it enforced that that law where they have to have the shields cameras. now, right? Yeah, and cameras and the camera exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, that being said, everyone jumped to the conclusion that it was Somalian gangs and there was another altercation because, you know, someone got pulled over. It was on the bridge, on Hospital Bridge. Yeah, Hospital and, Street overpass. And, and, and uh, there was a shooting because of it. Well, who would have uh, who would have uh, guns except for Somalians, et cetera? Yeah. As the story broke, you found out that it was actually a teenager that had... that 16-year-old had, boy. A 16-year-old boy that had stolen a car, uh, Caucasian. We don't know... Full details, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, oh, yeah, because of the Privacy Act, right? All you know is that the cop shot a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. That's the, right now, that's, that's the only, all that's we the know. only official All of releases. a sudden, the the media on Twitter turned completely against the 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 um, the su- suspect onto the RCMP and saying that the RCMP irresponsibly shot uh, a 16-year-old boy. I've had so many arguments about this one. Like, I, I, I had to... When I was writing down notes for, for the show, like I had to go back and, and check out. Like I remember I went on, there's like a 91 comment tirade on the Mix 1037. Oh, yeah. It, it got pretty crazy. Well, it, to me, like what was pissing me off was the sheer stupidity of people. Like I'm not the smartest guy like at all, <laughs> but I try to think... Oh, that's a lie. Actually, I was going to say, I try to think before I speak, but I clearly don't. I don't know. I, I try to look at a situation. Say what you mean. I try to look at... I, I know what I say. I know what I think. <laughs> I try to I try to look at things from like all angles objectively before before yeah like like to me when you got people that sitting here going oh my god I can't believe a cop would shoot a sixteen year old kid mm-hmm. like I don't know whether it's just it's the 
the line of work I was in at one point or what. Like, if maybe I do got some sympathy towards the RCMP, but like, no one is gonna no not one cop. And I'll, I'll promise you this: not one cop is just gonna shoot for something to do. Mm-hmm. Right? They're gonna shoot because they think their life's in danger. That's where it's gonna be it, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. That's how he thinks. He's not just gonna shoot just because a fucking kid is just like. I, I don't know. Like I'm literally speechless well, about the uh, fucking no, well, thing. I think it has it's... everything to do with like the stereotype that people think that cops are above the law. Yeah. Like cops might think that they're above the law. If anything, they're more. They have to adhere to it a lot, a lot more stringently. If a cop fires his fires uh, his weapon, he's gonna undergo a lot more psychological uh, te- uh, psychological examination as well as exactly what happened than yeah. say, for example, a suspect involved. Yeah. A suspect involved might be well. I shot in self defense because the gun was nearby. They're going to be, you know, obviously they're going to be drilled about it, but not as much as a cop would. Because you got to look at the situation. Okay, so this happened on a Saturday. Literally, I think it was two days or three. It's like days an afternoon too, right? Pro- yeah, like it's like one o'clock in the in the afternoon, broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but literally three days before, there was a massive RCMP incident in Killam, Alberta. Mm. where uh, they went to release a warrant to some guy having a gun-related charges, mm. and he opened fire, mm. uh, nearly killing two RCMP officers. He shot mm. him right below the... Uh, they shot him right in the midsection, right? Okay. So you got to realize that, okay, so this is already planned in every cop's mind, mm. that, wow, like, these guys just went to issue a warrant, and the fuckers almost died. Right, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So right off the bat... The, the Highly the, dangerous the, the, the weeks, The weeks after a big incident like that, like Mayor Thorpe... Mm everyone's going to be on edge for everything. It's just the way human nature is, mm. right? Of course, they're, they're trained to fucking relax and, and try to assess the situation, but it's human nature. That's going to be playing on your mind. Now, not like I said, uh, nothing is confirmed about this incident with the RCMP, but the general story that we've been hearing that seems to make logical sense is that the 16-year-old kid stole a car and the police set up a roadblock to stop him, and he wasn't stopping for him. Mm-hmm. To a point where, like, he's actually using the car as a weapon and, and ramming through a roadblock. Right. Thus, why the cop shot him and and almost killed him. Now you put the sixteen-year-old didn't didn't die, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a very important uh, yeah. important point because a lot of people said that well, they should have let they should have followed the car until it <laughs> ran out of gas, or they should have shot a shot shooting me, in the leg. Let me say now, this way. Like, yeah, I got this one because that 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 comment drives me fucking nuts. Or it's just like, oh, they should have just let the car run out of gas. If he didn't stop for the fucking, how many cops, more people would have been put in danger? He's not going to stop for a red light or a kid crossing the street yeah. or a fucking anything exactly. like that, right? Like, those is what's pissing me off. So stupid comments like that. The people that's just like, oh, the RCMP is just trigger happy. And like so many arguments I've gotten into where I'm like, just shut up and let yourself think for a second. A car is just as bad or worse than having a fucking firearm. It mm. really is because instead of having one bullet, uh, one projectile, you now have a fucking 50-ton projectile or whatever. Hey, we've all played GTA. We all know it's <laughs> the most dangerous weapon in GTA, the vehicle you're in. So, but I mean, no, I'm not even there joking. It. Think about it. They play, play GTA for five minutes. It, it, when when the cops are shooting at you in GTA, yeah. what do you do? You ram them. Yeah. I mean, uh, what what are you more dangerous in in GTA? With, with, uh, with an assault rifle walking around the street shooting at people or in a car running down the, <laughs> the, dry, the sidewalk? Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's a dark analogy, but it's actually well, a very no, vivid like, and true one. Like, I know cars that go to fucking here to Calgary on one tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you supposed to do? Follow them with a quote-unquote helicopter that we just have like half that, apparently. Like, like, to me, that's what's angering me. Like, I can understand the police going, ooh, like, 
I try to defend the RCMP going like, listen, these guys go years of fucking training and you get people that says, oh, I know cops and I know they don't go through that much training. Shut the fuck up. They go through tons of fucking training, right? And uh, they're not just going to like sit there and it's not the fucking movies. We don't have a helicopter. We, we can't call fucking Air One and have uh, True Lies fucking come out and men- like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a fucking movie. It's not like that. The cops don't shoot to injure. Like one person was like, oh, why don't they just shoot him in the leg? A cop draws their gun. The cop, the cop draws are going to kill. Yeah. The only reason why that 16-year-old boy is still alive, because that cop fucking sucks at shooting, and he missed. Well, I mean, that being said, uh, you know you know my mentality is that there's always there's always choices in any in any altercation. Agreed. And that probably could... Uh, the fact that it ended up in a shooting shows that it that could have been handled a lot better. That being said, I'm glad no one died. Well, no. Fucking cops, they can't be flying bullets at fucking noon on a fucking Saturday and blah, blah. I'm just like, what would you rather... A fucking car going around our downtown core and on a fucking Saturday? Yeah. Reckless? You're right. Like, uh, I wish none of this has ever happened. Well... But shit like this is going to happen. Well, it does uh, happen. here's the thing. Like, yeah, the, and I, I think... Let's, let's take a step back for a second. I mean, the thing is... Yeah, it's like just a shooting in general sucks, right? Oh, it is. Yeah, and I mean, I think that it all ha- it has to do with the fact that we're still we're 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 in a we're, this town is in a weird transitional phase still where we're getting like city type stuff happening in a smaller community, yeah. right? So, you know, and but then again, look at Killam. That's a town of what two hundred mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. and they just had a massive shootout with two cops almost dead. Yep. You know what I mean? Like some people are there. Like you see some of the comments were like, "Oh, Fort McMurray's gone to hell." Like, come on, this shit happens. Like the people in Killam are going to be like. Oh my god, this town has gone to hell. Like, there's a guy mm-hmm. hoarding fucking um, uh, military ordinance in his fucking uh, yep. church, underground church, or in fucking Coopersdale, or whatever the hell it was called. Yep. No, no. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, this shit happens. Like, that's why when the, it goes badly reflected on Fort McMurray. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, like, you know how what they say that uh, bad luck comes in threes, right? So you got the Parsons Creek apartment, you got the shootout. So but yeah, like that was so literally that was one week away, right? So I was just more shocked that the people like really giving the RCMP a fucking hard time, right? Like, oh, I mean, like that like that guy that shot is it going to be like fuck? No, I mean, I, I mean, going back to what we're probably going to end up closing this podcast on is, I mean, going back to the GQ that GQ article. I mean, are these the same people that you know he happened to be at the bar that evening, right? The people that are very you know they're very antagonistic toward the RCMP in the first place, right? And they're usually the most UFC fighter, and they're usually and they're usually the most they're usually the most vocal too, right? So, no, it's true. It's a very tragic incident. Like I said, uh, to me, what bugged me was just the hatred toward the RCMP, and and in my eyes, just the sheer stupidity of the comments. Like, hey, here's the thing, though. I mean, it, that might sound stupid to you, uh, Todd, know, but the I thing know. is, there's always two two sides to every story, and you know, just because you've had nothing but good experiences with the RCMP doesn't mean everyone has, right? I know, and, and, and then just because just because you know a lot of RCMP officers that don't abuse their privileges, there are some, some that, that do, do, right? No, so you're right because there there are stories that are out there, but then again, they're all. Just that sometimes there are just stories, right? But well, we get back to the uh, the responsibility of knowing what the where the truth lies goes into the reader, right? Mm-hmm. So it's up to you. It's up to the audience to decide whether or not uh, the, you know the RCMP acted accordingly or if they were out of. Actually, their- it's not up to the audience to decide. It's up to the investigators. For, well, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know what I mean. Like in it, terms of public opinion, you're is right. What I'm getting but at, right? bottom line is like if I shot a if I shot a 16 year old kid from the RCMP. If I was the RCP and I shot a 16-year-old kid because I thought I was, my life was in danger, mm-hmm. I wouldn't get a, a, a rabbit's fuck what 91 people commented on a news story on Facebook thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all they got to do is make sure I'm covered on my on my boss's side. Mm-hmm. And then, quite frankly, I don't give a shit if my neighbor says, well, you shot a fucking kid. 
You know what I mean? Like it, it's mm-hmm. a bottom line is does anyone care? Sounds no. like Carl Winslow in uh, True or not in Die Hard shot a kid. Remember? <laughs> no. In Die Hard, that was the whole thing. Like he he never he'd only discharge his firearm only once, and it was he shot a kid oh, that was right, robbing. Right, I think right. he was like carjacking or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I mean, I would think that the the officer that was involved in the incident uh, did what he thought was responsible at the time and wasn't trigger happy. I doubt it. Would, he would have done it. I mean, mm. broad daylight. I mean. I I can't see him acting just randomly. Yeah. Like it would have, there would have had to have been a cause. Yeah. Right. So well, no, and that's common sense dictates that a cop just wouldn't shoot. Yeah, common sense is often thrown out the window in altercations like that, though. Good so. point. Good point. So that was two bangs in one week. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, what else? Is, what else happened there? Well, we got winter play, which we did the <laughs> uh, hockey shorts and puck bunnies, followed by uh, the uh, comedy night with Candy. We should have just had the hockey shorts and puck bunnies in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I thought it went over well just because everything went smoothly for the evening. Uh, it, unfortunately, the turnout wasn't as much as we wanted it to be. Uh, to be, but you know, the uh, the thing is, the facility is top notch oh, for this sort of thing. I wish more people had shown up because we actually Slapshot like gorgeous. Fil- f- what what we did with Film Fear was a lot better organized, a lot more resources. Like we had food, we had all that beer. Sort of, we had yeah, booze. exactly. We had all sorts of stuff for people to enjoy there. So amazing. I think amazing it was. I, I think it had everything to do though with the fact that it was the tail end of the long weekend and yeah i remember as a couple of people said that it's, it's the long weekend curse right and it's yeah, just yeah. like everyone's getting back hell i barely fucking made it because i fucked up a flight and had to drive all the way from edmonton you right know what yeah. I mean? so like i'm sure i wasn't the only one that should happen to so it's just like well what what can you do i had fun yeah. i thought it was i thought it was a great time i thought we did yeah and and, and i mean to, on the other side of that coin uh the the candy palmer comedy night um really <laughs> really great comedian actually both of them were and, what are your thoughts uh, on the show though did, did uh, you like how about me and great. you what like, how about me and you like for how do you think we did uh I, I don't think we're ready to do a live show if that's what you're asking me not really what no i wasn't asking that but i was just saying in general yeah. like i don't know like to me the um like the hockey shorts and puck bunnies, it's just our standard thing of what mm. we always do these days. I thought mm-hmm. there was nothing, no, nothing else we could have done yeah. differently. You know what I mean? Like I had the radio, you had everything programmed. I, one thing I did notice, whether or not I played a factor or not, like the last couple of days when I was uh, going downtown, I was down to Keanu for uh, my TEDx audition, mm-hmm. and uh, I seen uh, candy candy po- uh, posters everywhere. Yep, and I haven't had a chance to see uh, a hockey shorts one at all whether or not that played a factor i have no idea right mm. e- either way uh i thought it went by without a hitch the only thing the only thing wrong with it, the hockey shorts was uh, the only thing wrong with the hockey shorts was just the people mm-hmm. um the candy one was a definitely a new one i think for me and you mm-hmm. ultimately what do you think the how do you think we did i think we could have done with about a lot more preparation in my opinion but I mean, we didn't we didn't really know what we were going into, honestly. But I mean, I th- I had fun. I mean, we we handled it. <laughs> Our fuck ups turned into gags. I thought that was well, pretty good. I mean, you shouldn't have forgotten your line. <laughs> oh fuck it! You know, just thirty percent of her jokes had had to do with the fact that she was a lawyer. <laughs> she could just fucking explain that when she's on stage, though. But it turned into a gag. What, what can I say? I thought it was pretty good. I really did. Thought I nailed that into that opening. <laughs> no, you. No. 
anyway uh <laughs> no just just no, no no not at all but i mean it was fun i mean uh it's i i would do it again and uh, i would uh, like knowing what i know from this event i would go into it much more prepared thing is honestly there were t- it, it was two events back to back and uh i didn't really know what to expect for the comedy show but it was it was fun it was good it was a, a nice night of entertainment a lot of people showed up which was awesome so yeah and like I said, Candy really was really really good about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, she's funny. She uh, she really killed up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys can check out her show, The Candy Show, Thursdays, APTN and the APTN HD. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about Chicago? Apparently, it went off without a hitch. I missed it again. Yet a fucking again. I missed another piano play. Yeah. Very upsetting over that. Isn't there another show this weekend? Isn't the last show this weekend, or is it done? It was it's done. This, it was this Saturday. Right, right, okay. And apparently, from the tweets and the messages we're getting from Russell Thomas, it's like the ninth all-time successful. Based play. on what? Sorry, on uh, sales. Sales, yeah. Oh, right on. Like I think they only had two shows that weren't sold out. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, big kudos. Like I said, our last podcast was all about with the Chicago cast, and I thought. Uh, no, that one went over really well too. Yeah. yeah. And kudos to the the girls. Like they fucking nailed it. That's by the sounds of it. Uh, I missed it again, which I'm pretty pissed off over, but life gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it does. Like, I've, I, what, did, what did you have going? Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hockey games. <laughs> ah, hockey games. See, I actually wanted to go, and unfortunately, I actually did have legitimate excuse not to attend, and I wanted to go too, so that's a <laughs> Legitimate excuse? <laughs> yeah, I had family shit to deal with, so... Anyway, so uh, apparently, like I said, big kudos to the the Chicago uh, the Chicago cast and crew, ninth all time in Cano, and that's been going on since like the what early early nineties. So that's, yep. it's pretty impressive stat. So no, no, kind of no. curious what number one is. I don't know. I really yeah, hopefully maybe I should tweet Russell and fucking find out. Be interested to see that list. I would say so, yeah. Because if all shows except for two that that didn't sell out and it only got ninth, wow, must be yeah. some other shows that fucking got. I remember Jesus Christ Superstar though; they went like a full fucking month. Like not just I remember not really just, enjoying that show too yeah, not just I weeks. think that's part of the problem too is like I think they, they need to have longer runs yeah I mean that's not a, necessarily a problem but think think about uh, how shift schedules work here in Fort McMurray they should have at least a two week uh, engagement well this one was a two week one no but like a full two oh week yeah engagement. Like not, not just, just weekends yeah. like you know what I mean yeah. like actually play through and but I mean that it it's all has to do with the fact that they're not paying the actors either right well, that's so, a, yeah like yeah. The, they hit the nail on the head there on, on last week's show when they were just mm-hmm. like it's just a high quality community theater. It's essentially mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. And yep. I never really thought of it like that. I'm like, that's that's a good fucking point. Mm-hmm. It's all volunteered time. It's all volunteered people. Yep. And it's just like, wow, fucking to put off something like that and like you said, I'm not get paid. Yeah. But hey. Well, we all do what we want. We all we all it's it's for the love of the art, right? Yeah. Like I mean a lot of the people that are doing it, they're doing it because they love it. And that's why it's such a good that that's why the productions are so good. Because the people that are involved, they're truly in it because they want to be involved, not because they're being paid or because there's some you know, they're a talent that's being brought in as a, you know, pinch hitter as it were, right? So Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's good. What else we got on the list there? Well, next up is actually the GQ article. Well, Less. So you are. I'm. I'm at a disadvantage because you've already had time to talk with the guys about this, uh, Steve and Nolan, right? Yeah, but yet we're going to go first with us, though. No, yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, essentially, you were pretty livid about this. I, I, I was. I was reading some on Twitter. I also read the article myself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what? Why are you so upset? It's. I was more upset because it's just a rehashing of the same shit over and over again. Now, there's, that's, like, am I saying it's not true? No, it's true. 
But the problem is, like, someone that starts off an article, like, let's, let's start from the top. Like, okay. for those that don't know, like, uh, back in November, a guy from uh, British GQ by the name of Alex Hannaford, I believe it's A. Hannaford, Al mm-hmm. Hannaford, uh, him and his buddy, this photographer, came up here uh, from Britain, uh, drove up here from Edmonton, and they wanted to do a story about Fort McMurray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan Hawkness was very much involved, uh, mm-hmm. and Nolan uh, kind of said, "Well, hey, while you're up here doing your story, I think he was only up here for three days. Come on up on the mm-hmm. on the Rock 97.9 radio show." So he did, and and uh, they actually took him out to a tweet up, I believe, that night at Long Shots, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, apparently, like what Nolan was saying was that he was talking to like servers and 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 people in the bar, and they were saying exactly what's in the article, which he quoted. Like the, it, that was never anything that that really pissed me off or anything that mm-hmm. was really up like just it it seems to me like he started the article off in a fucking strip club and i'm like really like who goes to i you know what i i want to find out a, a story about town let's go to the strip club is that really what the story was though that's where he started it no 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 what i'm saying is it was the story he was writing about fort mcmurray or was it about oil city life it's about fort mcmurray mm, i don't think so that's not what i read why would you well what's your thoughts huh tell me your thoughts well, I mean, it, it, it seems to me like the article was written before he even arrived. So, uh, I mean, he already knew what he was after. He was coming up to find something. Find let something. me, let me, right, right. yeah, um, basically he came, he came, uh, probably he's already, probably he already read the uh, Vogue article from a year ago and he wanted to know what truth was left to, uh, what, what truth there was to it. So mm-hmm. he basically followed around the same footsteps. Now, that being said, um, is what he did reporting? Yes, of course it is. It's journalism, and he did quote people, and these are the opinions of this city. Mm-hmm. Uh, were those the opinions he was after? Yes, he was. And the, more, the most clear example of that is uh, Nolan's, Nolan's uh, little defense of Fort McMurray was a little blurb in, in the larger story, right? Now, that being said, is GQ or Vogue uh, a venue for real reporting? No, not really. It's an entertainment magazine. So what they're looking for is entertainment. Yeah. What's I mean, you can see by the pictures in the article, they they were after a specific story. And they got that specific story because that specific story is here. It, like, like we said in an earlier podcast, it's all aspects of the same city, right? We have our good aspects. We have our bad aspects. What's I mean, what, what a GQ article about how awesome Forming Marie is and how what a giving uh, community we are, would that sell uh, more magazines? Probably not. People want to know the nitty-gritty. I mean, GQ is, I mean, Gentleman's Quarterly. It's about, uh, it's sex sells. Sex yeah. sells, fashion sells. And, you know, sure enough, I mean, he they, they got exactly what they wanted out of out of, uh, out of of the story. So what I say, is that a story about Forming Marie? No. It's a story about oil city life and it's basically Basically, they forming Marie is is the backdrop. Boomtown, boomtown mentality, boomtown culture, and basically showing how uh, I think the the article they were after is basically showing how uh, communities uh, like Fort McMurray um, are recession proof um, yeah. in that respect. And you know that could be seen both both good and bad. Bad in in terms of how we're because I mean we're, you're on the other side of the coin, uh, Todd, as well as most of. Um, uh, the people that we've had on the Wyman podcast, we're on the side of and we're trying to defend this community. But that does that make exhilarating news? No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make for interesting journalism. Not really. Does it? Does it make for? Um, I guess uh, the 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 real the real topic to discuss is uh, what we were talking about Twitter and all this stuff. Um, basically, uh, with stuff like say for example, let's let's use. Um, do, are you familiar with uh, what happened with Rupert Murdoch earlier last year? Uh, Rupert Murdoch, he basically owns the Fox Television Corporation. Yep. He was accused of uh, phone tapping, right. phone tapping, yes, right? Yes, yes. And and that's exactly it. Like we're we're getting into we're getting into uh, a day and age where corporate 
uh, corporate companies in terms in terms of who owns GQ, who owns Vogue, who owns all these, all the Warner, War, uh, Time Warner, all these people. They are all motivated by what by money, right? And and that's fair. I mean, that's what uh, the world economy runs on is basically what makes a dollar, right? Yeah. Um. But what that means is their loyalties lie in the story that they're supposed to write, not what they would choose to write. Now, it, it is is the journalist in question? Is should they be held responsible for what they wrote? No, because he actually did a good job. He it's actually journalist. He did the journalism. I mean, I can't fault him for what he did. Like, I actually I read th- thoroughly through the article, and although. You know, I don't like the people that the people that were interviewed in that in that article are people that I would not hang out with. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. And yeah. I, I might I, it, like, you know, it's like he, he, he I can't wear my Ed Hardy shirts with you anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, no, God bless Ed Hardy. I'm pretty sure that Ed Hardy, the brand is owned by a bunch of hipsters that basically created logos so they could spot the douchebags in every crowd. <laughs> So I mean, th- <laughs> thank you, Ed Hardy. So that now, whenever I see someone with some wearing Ed Hardy, I already know, like, okay, this person wears Ed Hardy. So this is the type of person know that-, that has T-shirts that have tigers with snakes wrapped around their heads. So do people know when they wear Ed Hardy, like how much of a fucking dick they look like? Here's the thing: it's not about looking like a dick. It's just a, a, a matter of the same reason why people are like, oh, people wearing deep ass V-necks. I mean, those are douchebag hipsters, right? I mean, I mean, you know, we all wear the uniforms that we're accustomed to, right? But I mean, <laughs> that's only in a matter. That's only a matter of opinion of the person on the opposite spectrum, right? So well, someone with an Ed Hardy shirt might think someone that's wearing hipster glasses a douchebag, and vice versa, yeah. right? So, well, like I, the whole time reading that article, when he started commenting on the whole uh, the Ed Hardy douchebag side, I can just think of Jesse. When he's talking about Fort McMurray, he's just like, everyone was in their fucking Fred Durst uniform, like back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing this Ed Hardy shit is the latest fucking Fred Oh, it McMurray totally uniform, is. It's like right? MMA, it's like MMA yeah. stuff too. But uh, that's aside the matter. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, I'm sorry, I got a little bit sidetracked there. We're, we're getting into the, the responsibility. Should corporations be reporting the news? But, they are, but here's the thing. They already are. With the news that we see, Fox News, uh, Huffington Post, all this stuff. They are all backed by major corporations, so they're telling the stories that these corporate that the they're working that angle anyway. Yeah. GQ is no exception to this rule, and you can see it. Like, I mean, why am I going to listen to an like? It's it's the same when this this article out of Vogue came out. When it, when the, the article out of Vogue came out, I paid it no mind. Vogue, Chatelaine. Well, no, a, a, a lot of people were you know. And the thing is, like, it's like I it's like I was saying even with the whole Sun article uh, a few months back. Like, why are we giving this attention? Because the fact that we're giving attention is is bringing more attention to it because they're saying, oh, shit, look how many people read that article. Now we, we've got a story there. We're going to follow that story, right? Yep. Meanwhile, we got, interestingly enough, uh, we've got uh, bloggers. Uh, we've got uh, independent news like Wiki, WikiLeaks as well as um, – uh, da, da, anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, I, I posted that there. Where these people are trying to, they're trying to, you know, present uh, unbiased reporting. And the thing is, do they have an angle to work? Uh, tech, uh, do they have an angle that they can that they're backing? Technically, they they don't because they don't have any loyalties, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's easily to it's easier to corrupt. That being said, the problem with being a blogger or being uh, WikiLeaks or being anonymous is you are privy to you know the rumor mill right and the thing is that's where the, the true rules of journalism need to come into play where you need to abide to a certain standard that y- you know you have to try to be as unbiased as possible right yeah. and unfortunately you know uh, blogging and all that stuff is privy to to personal opinion and that's what debunks it i mean the the, the thing is 
if you want to tell an unbiased story about Fort Rumor, you have to present both sides. You can't just pre- present the one side. Is that going to be interesting news? No, it's not, right? I mean, I'm a little, uh, honestly, I'm a little bit all out of sorts in terms of how I'm presenting all this information. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, this GQ article, it makes for interesting read. And it's going to get a lot of public opinion. And that's exactly what it was meant for, right? The um, uh, and. Dude, like you hit the, you brought some really good points. Stuff that wasn't even discussed yesterday, which is very good. Like this is why I'm glad I'm gonna we're gonna do this tomorrow and and have the entire GQ discussion mm-hmm. next week, right? Like I find it interesting how you say that. It's just like, does anyone care who does the stories for Playboy? Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it's a very interesting point where you're like, "Oh, my name is Totsky. I'm here to do an article on fucking Playboy." Yep. Oh well, dude, go to fucking Showgirls. Who gives a shit? Like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. uh, apparently Alex Hannaford is a, a freelance writer. What we learned last night. Yep. That uh, he just got hired on by GQ. But you hit the nail on the head with something that was discussed, where it's like he he came up already had this like you said had the story written. He just came up just to find the the facts and put the quotes in the articles mm-hmm. and and Nolan's point of view which it's, I can see both sides of it like when, when like you said to me and when you asked me you're like what, what was your beef with the article do I have a beef with the author nah not really did I kind of attack him on Twitter yeah I called him an idiot and I'm, well, and I'm see, not really. I'm not really fucking uh, apologetic for that either I, well and here but here's a problem you're 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 seen as you're you're Wyman Podcast and for, uh, uh, other bloggers as a whole in Fort Murray has, uh, I mean, it's unfortunately the, the responsibility lies on us to be unbiased. And by doing stuff like that, we make ourselves biased. And unfortunately, we're, we, we would, um, by posting like that, you're putting yourself on the losing side of an argument because who's got a bigger voice, GQ or YMM Podcast? <laughs> Definitely GQ. Granted. And you're, you're, you're basically look like the whiny, like the whining blogger. And unfortunately, that that's essentially what I am. Huh? Like no, like like I see what you're. I yeah, see but, what, but how you can what no but one you trying can, to say? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Like I understand what you guys are trying to say. Like as soon as you and me and you had this argument before. As soon as you start calling names, you lose all credibility in your mm-hmm. argument. The problem is, I don't think I have credibility to start with. Nor do I give a shit if I have it. Well, then but, you'll never have it. Well, the point is, like it, it's if I'm your average fucking person, if I'm a guy from Edmonton that has never heard about Fort McMurray, and I'm seeing one guy from GQ and one guy that lives in Fort McMurray. He's saying one thing, and the guy that lives there is saying another. Who are you going to listen to? The guy that lives here? Like that. This is why I, I fail to see like how people are like. Oh, as soon as you name call, uh, like uh, not fail to see. I completely understand the point. It's just like we live here. Like we know the truth. Like we've been beat down. Like the reason why I got so pissed off this article is, I've, and Nolan's point of view is just like. You gotta gently t- talk to people and gently talk to them and hold their hand and bring them to events and bring them to stuff in Fort McMurray and show them what we have to offer. And yes, like that's the right thing to do and that's what it's, we all should do. But what I keep trying to tell people is we've been beat down so much. We've been pummeled. We've been just kicked to crap but a fucking Apollo just nailed us into the fucking corner. The only thing we got left to is fight back out of it. That's all we got. From my opinion anyway. And to get our point across, like I said, uh, to me what gives me my credibility is we're, we're standing in it. We're sitting. No, in it. no, no, sir. You've got an opinion that is yours based on some truth. You, your opinion of Forbing Murray isn't isn't truth. You know things about Forbing Murray, and 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 your opinion is just as valid as anyone else from Fort Murray. But that doesn't mean you're 100 percent right about this community either. 
Okay, so you have po- to realize. Good point. But my opinion. No should, one's infallible. My opinion should be. <laughs> you're kidding me. Really? Hmm? <laughs> my opinion should be more valid than some. GQ no, it shouldn't. Article. I think it is. No, it shouldn't. Because I live His here. Is I know as valid the as yours. I, uh, I don't agree with that. His is is just as valid as yours. Um, the problem is he's got a bigger voice than you do. Oh yeah, like the- and and I think that's what's frustrating you—the fact that he's got a bigger voice than you, and you feel like you're the little guy in the argument. And you are. It's true, you are. Yeah, but I'll be. But little- you're not doing yourself any favors either. But I'll be little guy in any argument. Like this, like this. This yeah, podcast but, but will never be little, much more than the what little it guy is. starts screaming at the top of his lungs. It's just going to make him look like an idiot. I think. It'll, I, I think it garners attention. Yeah. What kind of attention? Well, fucking, it's just be like, who's the guy that's fucking, who's the guy that's being the loudmouth? Who's the guy that's being the Cause, idiot? Cause oh, look, wait, he look, lives look there? At, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Um, who did he interview for the GQ article? Uh, Nolan. Uh, like I said, like besides for the intro to the article where he started out in a strip club, which I'm just mm-hmm. like, to me, as a reader, not as a former resident, but as a reader, I'm like, you go to Fort and you start your article out by, oh, I was at a strip club, and oh my God, these people were fucking shirtless in tattoos. Like, to me, I'm just like, hey, this author already lost credibility. So, He's got to no, gain no, no, it back. no, 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 no. He didn't lose credibility. He just didn't appeal to you. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm the reader. I'm the one that's best. you're a reader. You're exactly. not the reader. Yeah, I am a reader. Mm-hmm. Like in my mindset, like then, for this particular case, yeah. I'm not going to give a shit about the guy next to me reading the article. I'm reading the article. But I see, want to know about here, There's the problem. You need to give the shit about the guy reading the car article, not the guy writing the article. That's yeah. That's what I'm telling no, you. No, 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 no. You said you don't give a shit about the other guy reading the article, and that's that's the problem. No. That, the, and that's essentially the problem: is the guy writing the article has no fault in this. He wrote. No, you're right. He, he, I, he did. He did. He, as far right. as I'm concerned, he did a good job on what he did. The people reading the article, if they agree with what the guy with what the writer is saying, that's their their opinion to form. Mm. If you want to defend Fort Murray, it's your responsibility to say uh, d- dissuade the uh, dissuade that person from believing what the GQ article wrote. Now, are you going to do that by saying that guy's full of shit? Why not? Just hang on, like you, you missed my point. Like, okay. I'm the reader. Mm-hmm. Okay, say I don't live in Fort McMurray. I say I live in Edmonton. I'm the reader, right? Mm-hmm. I open this article. I'm like, oh, buddy went to Fort McMurray. Let's find out what Fort McMurray is all about. Mm-hmm. Why did he start out in a strip club? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's my opinion. Like, that's my perception of the guy. To me, he loses credibility, and I'm the reader. Mm-hmm. He needs to gain my credibility, right? A- a- am am I alone in my opinion? I'll never fucking know. I, I don't know. Obviously, you don't agree with me, so maybe I am. But I'm just saying, as a reader, from my perspective... No, that's fine. I mean, him starting out as a strip club. But no, but here's the thing, I, I did say that afterwards. The, the article I, did get good. When he started talking to the RCMP, like Christina Malik, yeah. and, and uh, Melissa Blake, and Nolan, the article did get quite good. And you're right. He didn't say anything. The only problem that pisses me off about him, he didn't say anything wrong. He just came up and did the exact same story as everyone else. Now, Nolan commented on that last night, which you guys will hear next week, that if the same story could be written in 2006 as again in 2012 mm-hmm. maybe we maybe we're the problem that we got to change it and that's a valid point and it really is right like if you can write the same fucking article six years ago that means we haven't gained any ground anywhere oh we've we've gained a lot of ground i it's think just- we, i think we have too but no one's got a bit of a point to me i'm very curious instead of talking to people in restaurant lounges and strip clubs what about going into a mall or hell even on the side of a street and just being like, hold on, can you just answer me a couple of questions? Didn't, isn't that what Rick Mercer did? I can't remember. Probably. Yeah, Rick Mercer did that. So did he I have mean, a more positive fucking? Yeah, yeah. He was showing how people at Tim Hortons make fourteen dollars an hour. <laughs> but no, like, like to me, like if you're as a journalist, if GQ, like whether or not GQ said, hey, we heard Formax fucked up. Here's a bunch of money. Go confirm our story. I don't know how it went down. 
But as a journalist, I think you, it's you're empowered to try to to try to find out the truth, not play up on the stereotype. Because I don't give a shit what he says. He knew exactly what he was going into, and he just wanted to confirm the story. But whether or not GQ would pay him for it, I, there's a whole bunch of things that fucking go into that theory that's completely wrong now that i mentioned it <laughs> <laughs> did you just argue yourself i did actually <laughs> no it, it's you got you have to realize that the thing is like it, like you said i mean you're gonna write write him off and so did i i mean when i started reading it i saw where he started and i was like okay well this guy doesn't share my opinions so i now he's got to convince me it's gonna be a harder sell i'm reading through the article at the end of the article i'm like okay well he already knew what he was gonna write when he arrived here so yeah. Boom. Me and you didn't agree with him. Yep. Now, what, what, what your beef is with the person that he's he's prevents, presenting an opinion that or or an article that's skewing other people's opinion. That's your issue, right? That there's people that don't know anything about Fort Mac that will read that and make that assumption. Yes. But you have to give that reader the benefit of the doubt that when they read the article, they will start with strip club and write it off. Good point. Or, Very good point. or they might read and be like, oh, this is exactly for, for where he's like. But for all you know, this is a person where that's wearing an Ed Hardy shirt while he's reading the article. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touché. So that, that's all I'm getting at is the fact that the, 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 the different, the, 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 the truth, the, the finding the truth in the story lies in the reader, right? Yeah. And I mean, it, and that's why we were getting into the whole Twitter thing. Like what I was saying is like, who, like, do I read GQ to find out the news? No, I don't. Honestly, I get more news out of Twitter these days. Yeah. And even from Twitter, there's a lot of bullshit, and you have to find the facts in between. You have to filter With, it And, like, I mean, the, you know, that's where media really comes in. Like, the thing everyone says, oh, we have all this information available to us, but it's still the responsibility of the reader or the person that's, you know, investigating, etc., to find the truth. Where, like, information is going to be thrown at you, and it's always going to have an opinion. Everything's going to have a, a spin on it. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. It's always going to have some sort of spin, and it's your responsibility to figure it out and i guess the best thing i can say to anyone listening to this right now is basically the responsibility is on you if you're upset at, a, at an opinion you don't have to take it all in as fact and more importantly if you start arguing with those people you're giving them more credence because basically what it's telling what it's telling that what it's telling people that are hearing that argument are there's something that's bothering him about this maybe they're digging in too deep maybe there's a truth there that they know maybe they hit a nerve yeah, yeah exactly and it, you know it, obviously it's going to bother you and you're allowed to disagree with an opinion you've you've seen me argue with uh, with with people before and yeah. my, i've never gone right into like hey you're full of shit i <laughs> my 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 whole the whole way that i've ever argued with anyone is you deconstruct what they're saying and you find out where what their opinion really is because that's where you're going to find the, that's where you're going to find their angle and an article like if you if I, if we were to sit down with this Alex guy or this article the, the guy that wrote the article and break yeah, down exactly it. who he is and why he came to Fort Murray not just for the story you'll find a motive and then that'll help you uh, shed light onto exactly what the where the opinion came from from that GQ article yeah. right and I mean for, from first read I can tell right there from the first read is he came in with a story he knew what he was going to write he just needed quotes and facts to corroborate yeah. that and he was going to find them i mean it's the yeah. same it's the same as like uh like saying you know it's like uh, uh it's interesting because um a, a, a poor well no it's a loose example like history channel um likes to do you know those ghost ghost uh reality tv shows oh yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. haunted mansion yeah, yeah. whatever yeah that is all 
bullshit, right? Oh, we course. all know it's bullshit, yeah. but yet it's a fucking TV show. And you know what it is? It's a half an hour of people wandering around in the dark saying, I just felt a presence. I just felt this. And it, it, it's... It, it, yeah, it's, but you want to talk... We watch shows of people buying storage lockers. No, no, I know. I know. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is that is what they're doing interesting? No, but they're presenting it in an interesting Same light. Way. And that's how they get viewers. Yeah. So, same thing with GQ. I mean, GQ, like, what they're writing is, is it really an interesting... Like, for example, like, Going to Fort Marie and and went to go visit Fort Marie. Is that really an interesting topic? Not really, but the way he presented it made it an interesting topic. And basically, what he wrote was an article based on the movie Five Easy Pieces. If you've ever seen that movie, it's a Jack Nicholson movie. It's basically about an oil a guy that goes to an oil uh, an oil city and he gets lost amongst you know. It's kind of like bags. the whole fear and loathing in Las Vegas type scenario, uh, okay. right? Like yeah. you know, less extreme version of it. But I mean, you know, this the story. I forget what the. Uh, there's a really great quote about Hunter uh, from Hunter S. Thompson in regards about in regards to the story uh, uh, in, in regards to journalism, right? And it's basically saying that you know, like the story's already there. It's just about you carving it out, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's all about finding shit that's going to corroborate it. You, I mean, the, the um, I forget who another quote. Um, what is it? Um, it takes a brilliant mind to entertain. Uh, fuck, I, I need to find that quote. <laughs> the um, what you guys will hear next week uh, when it's actually uh, me, Nolan, Steve Reeve, and Pinchy uh, go really in depth into the thoughts and opinions of the article. And basically, the the show's like ninety five percent me and Nolan arguing back and forth. And uh, I get him once or twice, and uh, he gets me like at least thirty or forty different times to get me to shut up on my arguments. So uh, definitely tune in next week for that one because we are going to go weekly. Uh, ah, here we go. Here we go. So. Um, here we go. So, like I said, he he actually did a good job in terms of writing the article. And there's a quote from Aristotle that a quote from Aristotle that says, "It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it." So, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means the ability to actually look at something completely objectively. Like, like basically, you read that article and and you don't get angry because. You know, it's not your opinion, but you're deconstructing what they're saying, right? Yeah. So the idea is like you have to be able to not let the story, not to not to let the words skew your opinion. And unfortunately, that sometimes blinds us when we read something. I mean, honestly, I'm like I, the story would never skew my opinion. Like the whole reason why I get, but it did get it did get a rise out of you. Yes, right? of course. But I'm just an emotional and passionate guy. You know me. I fly off the handle at a fucking uh, something doesn't go my way all the time. You know what I mean? When something doesn't go uh, a way mm-hmm. I want it to. Yep. It's just who I am, right? Should I change that? Probably. Am I going to? No. It's just... Well, no. It's just the way it is, right? Like, like uh, Those that don't learn from history are due to <laughs> repeat it. <laughs> but no, like you make some very valid points. Well, I mean, it, it, it goes... It goes pat. Like, I mean, you guys... De- I'm assuming you guys deconstruct the article, right? You guys go into it bit by bit and all that Not stuff. Not really. We talk about okay. it. Well, general. like what I was going to say is like you need to t- like the, 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 the my whole opinion is everyone needs to take a step back from this article and just see it for what it is. It's a friggin article in an entertainment magazine. That's a good and I love how you bring that up because that was definitely something like I mean it, when it was like oh my god GQ article <laughs> trashes Fort McMurray. I'm like who gives a shit? <laughs> just waiting for oh my god the, the National Enquirer. Like, I, I, I read I <laughs> the read, National Examiner doesn't like Fort McMurray. Like we're talking about a magazine that's had Sasha Baron Cohen on the cover dressed as Borat. Like like, I mean, am I really supposed to be getting, like, world world views on this friggin' magazine? I mean, the, the, it's it's up to the reader, really, to differentiate. No, like, and that part, I agree with you 100%. Like, it is up to the reader to, to like I said, find and the best fact thing, from fiction. The best thing you can say against this article is just say, everyone who reads it 
look at it try to look at it as objectively as possible and make your own opinions for rumor because this is only one opinion and it's coming from a very targeted uh, audience. Uh, audience. Yeah, they're targeting an audience. They're trying to. They're basically trying to show this side of the city, and that's fine. I mean, because it exists, just like in any other city, right? Yeah. I mean, sure, Giuliani cleaned up New York, but there's still a lot of drugs and issues in New York City, as as there always were in the 80s. I mean, well, there always were. Times Square. Times Square used to be a, like the center of pornography in New York City. They've they've taken it out of Times Square, but it still exists in the city. Yeah. Just in the alleys around Times Square. Well, I mean, uh, Ed- Edmonton, I mean, Edmonton, there's that, in downtown, there used to be that porn shop, right? That they just closed down this year. Where? See? <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a, there's a big, there's a big, and there's also a big movement to revitalize 118th Avenue, which is going slow. Well, yeah, then there's the new arena and shit like that for Edmonton, yeah, right? exactly, so. so. No, some excellent points, sir, and uh, it, just a fucking great way to, to start off the the GQ back-to-back episodes, I think, because that was fucking mint. All right, and in my defense, I wasn't I wasn't able to def- to pitch in on the other arguments. Right? Hey, well, that's what fucking yeah. that's what it's all about. Listen in next week and and fucking be like Todd. You really made yourself sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, and I'm not saying like honestly, Todd. I'm not saying that my opinion is 100 percent 100 percent like the truth and how people should be thinking. The thing is, I'm as as I'm as fallible as the next person in terms of my opinion, but I do believe that you know you you shouldn't let stuff like that really get get to you because it's going to it's going to take away from the focus from Once what again, you should be focusing you on you of all people should know like did i lose sleep for cuz of this no am i going to no literally this took up me and Nolan texting each other took up more longer than me reading the article and posting on Twitter. Fair enough, but I'm, I mean, like I said, this uh, yes, I yell, I scream, I bark, guys. Like that, that's I don't sit there and fucking pull my hair out or, or beat Kingston because fucking I'm upset over a GQ article. It doesn't matter if this is a CBC fucking article or anything like that. Nothing like that gets me going. And, I, and I'm sure that whole thing with. But I always uh, comment on whatever. Really. I, I I and I, I bet you I bet you that you know how you guys talked on CBC and there was a whole thing about the Sun paper. Yeah. I bet you that actually gave ammo for this for this GQ article to be written mm-hmm. because they were like saying oh well there must be a story there if there, people are so adamant to argue it yeah. right and that's where the stories I well, mean no. if it bleeds it leads right yeah. so well, that's it why bled I, a little so they came <laughs> no and that's, I, I feel people should comment on it it's an engagement it gets people discussing like I said no one's got a good point too where he says maybe we should spend more time focusing on the people in Fort McMurray and, and getting the general word out that there is much more to do in the city than go to a fucking strip club and, and drink right yeah. but with that said like and my point i was trying to argue back with nolan is i was your every like it, the focus was an industry worker an oil sands worker i was that person i found it i think the information is out there it's just some people choose to ignore it and don't they don't want to do it some people want to live in this town and hate on it and just fucking be miserable yep. I, I say that badly but it's very true yep. the cool thing to do quote unquote at one point growing up with my circle of friends was to hate on Fort McMurray no I honestly I was the same way I yeah. mean but the thing is you know you, you learn that you know the thing is to, to have a the, the, the problem is when you make such a firm assessment of, of a place or, or opinion of a person it just makes you look narrow minded yeah. right and and uh, you know that that's Going for, I mean, I've learned so much from from the people that we've spoken with on One Man Podcast, as well as like just like being more involved in the community. That Fort McMurray is actually a lot more than people give it credit for being. The thing is, like, if I, honestly, if I if I could, if 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 my opinion could be changed, I think anyone's could really because exactly. like I'm I'm you know I see myself as a pretty grounded person in terms of forming an opinion. Yeah. And if you know, the thing is, like, I think there's a lot of good people in this community that can really. Um, 
uh, I guess, I guess, uh, change people's minds about it. Right. The yeah. problem is, you know, there's always going to be the, you're always going to be fighting the, fighting these, uh, these, it's always going to be an uphill battle. I think, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it always will. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's like any community though. Negative opinions of any community are always going to be an uphill battle because it's so much easier to just write something off and say, I hate this city. than you know, to try to defend it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, interesting enough. I really like, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, John Mick recently, uh, he did Edmonton. I love you. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I heard and, it went over gangbusters too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean that you, you can change people's minds cause a lot of people refer to Edmonton as Deadmonton. A lot yeah. of people don't like Edmonton. People from Calgary hate Edmonton. There's always been that rivalry. That's just exactly. The, and yeah. it's like a rivalry thing. Toronto, right? Montreal, right? But I mean, I love Edmonton. I love oh, Calgary. Yeah. I love Vancouver. Right. So yeah. like, I mean, and I love Fort Marie. I honestly think I, I the, 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 I think we're very lucky uh, that we live in a country that has cities this diverse. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Look at Detroit. It could be worse. We could be living in Detroit right yeah, now. Yeah, right? the most, so. they just got voted for U.S.'s most angriest city or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they suffering. Definitely right need now. some Robo- but, Robocop. But here's the thing: it's like it's not because sh- it's not because it's a shitty city. It's because they've had such bad luck because yeah. of the recession, right? Yeah. And I wish them all the best. <laughs> and the proper and proper like voting. For, we talk about an upcoming election. Voting the proper voting the proper people in can definitely help with shit like that. Absolutely. Yeah. The um. So no excellent stories uh, on the GQ uh, guys. Next week uh, is uh, part two of our GQ discussion with Nolan, Steve, and Kyle Pinch. So definitely tune in for that one. Uh, just going back to winter play. Final thoughts. A uh, big thank you to Events with Buffalo for letting us be a part of it yet again. And then we're going to be doing some more work with them actually towards uh, this weekend uh, with uh, Winter Cinema. Yeah. So yeah. Did you get a hold of Dave for all that stuff? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, you'll, you'll be seeing our. Uh, not so much me and Tito, but you'll be seeing our, our wonderful our logo, presence, our wonderful logo <laughs> yeah. around the city. Uh, and big kudos to the online auction uh, helping the uh, Fort McMurray Boys and Girls Club. Uh, basically, we were going to auction off a signed Oilers jersey by signed by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. At uh, all right, I'll go solo on this one. <laughs> we were going to auction off a signed Empton Oilers jersey by Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, the number one draft pick last year. So quite quoted as being the next Wayne Gretzky so I think it was really really cool to actually get a hold of this and, and try to win this item so at uh, Hockey Shorts and Puck Bunnies we were going to auction off this jersey uh, with all proceeds going to the Fort McMurray Boys and Girls Club because right now they're really trying to get a new roof uh, but because the turnout wasn't as uh, ideal <laughs> as what uh, what we wanted to so we decided to go uh, online with the uh, auction and do the Winter Play social media auction. So through Facebook and Twitter, you've probably seen me spamming the shit out of the pound YMM hashtag on Twitter and, and Facebook. And, and we managed to, to get 700 bucks. So Stephen McKenzie, uh, on behalf of... So yeah, 700 bucks, Fort McMurray Boys and Girls Club, uh, new roof, fucking excellent, excellent cause, great prize too. Stephanie Lop- Lopushinsky. There you go. Stephanie Lopushinsky from the mortgage office. $700 is going to the former Boy- Boys and Girls Club. More than double. Excellent, excellent job, guys. Uh, it was absolutely fun and it's a, it's a great, great cause and it's a great fucking item too, man. Like like I said, if this guy is as good as Wayne Gretzky like people say he is, 20 years from now, people's going to be like, holy shit, I got a jersey signed by this guy for 700 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's now worth a couple fucking thousand. You know what I mean? So, uh, well done big thanks to events with Buffalo uh, turnout wasn't what we liked it but bottom line is and I like to hear you say that too I had fun yeah you had fun. fun too um, so just a, I wanna, something I do want to hawk pretty quick uh, emails we like emails we enjoy emails show at ymmpodcast.com you get uh, Tito and I and we just chat about whatever the hell you guys want 
Uh, definitely check out our Twitter at YMM Podcast. If you want to hit up Tito, it's at Hyperphotonic. Oh, yeah, hyperphotonic.com. I now have that domain as well. Yeah, what was up with that? Like, you couldn't get it before? Well, no, what happened was Jared had it on, on behalf of Hyperphotonic Media, but what happened was um, I guess there had to be a cooldown period because he had let it expire Ooh. so that I could take it, but it had to be free market should, for some reason. should have just transferred I was like, shit, that's going to, like, I was afraid I was going to lose it, but sure enough, I got it. So now if you go to hyperphotonic.com or hyperphotonicmedia.com, they all direct to the same, So which is great. So now I have that. Excellent. The um, so yeah. So at Hyperphotonic is Tito's Twitter. Mine is just at Todsky. Uh, Facebook Facebook dot com slash YMN Podcast. There's so much shit to hear the episodes. You can do YMN Podcast. Uh, we're on. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search YMN Podcast on iTunes. Stitcher. If you want to do us mobily, uh, Stitcher. Just go to Stitcher dot com. It's good for any fucking smartphone. Uh, a great great little mobile tool. Uh, Pinchy is actually going to work on making our website mobile. So, cool. uh, and Kyle, big thanks to you for helping out for uh, hockey shorts and puck bunnies. But yeah, uh, he did a great job. That was fucking excellent. And uh, you hear him more next week, and you see him on the blogs. He he does a lot of good work for us. So thank you very much, sir. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Wait, how do you how do you feel? How do you feel being back? Just me and you at the table. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so uh, look forward to us going weekly for the next little while. So. There's always that new episode every Tuesday. Yep. For YMM Podcast, I am Totsky. I'm Tito. We will see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck.